You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the Nerd. Bunch of nerds. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This episode number 296, we're discussing the Spider-Man No Way Home final trailer and Disney Plus Day. I'm on your host, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Carlos. And guys, I don't know if you've heard, but there is a Spider-Man No Way Home trailer that has dropped just about an hour ago. And in this recording, we're actually going to do a live discussion of that. Troy could not wait. The Spider-Man of the podcast had to get straight into it. So he is coming at us with the knowledge. So expect a lot from him on this one. And Carlos and I have actually not watched the trailer yet. So you're going to get our live reactions and then the subsequent discussion of that following the trailer watch. This is big, guys. This is something that a lot of people have been waiting for, ourselves included. No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home has been literally trending for over a week on Twitter. This movie has gained an absolute mountain of traction. And fingers crossed, this trailer delivers because, like Carlos so beautifully put it a few weeks ago, Sony will be Sony. Or if Sony does Sony, they're going to show us a lot of the movie here. So we're going to get an impression maybe what this film that comes out in under a month is going to be all about. And we're also going to discuss Disney Plus Day, a celebratory event put on by Disney to thank the subscribers of Disney Plus. We got some new content. We got some sizzle reels. We got some teases from the MCU and from Star Wars and everything across Disney Plus. We're really going to focus in on Marvel and Star Wars. So lots to break down there. But guys, we're not going to wait any longer. No Way Home is calling and we have got to get into this trail. So let's jump over to This Week in Nerd. All right, welcome to This Week in Nerd, our weekly news segment where we break down the latest and greatest from the world of nerd. And the world of nerd is buzzing. It is talking about this trailer, this trailer that Carlos and I have yet to see. And we're going to actually turn it on right now in just a few seconds, watch it, capture our live reactions, and then discuss this trailer with Troy. He's going to get his own watching. He might even be watching it as I talk right now. So Carlos, are you are you ready for this one? Like just just talk to me a little bit about your anticipation for this. I know it's maybe probably been blown completely out of proportion online, but I this might be more exciting than the movie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the uh the the fan craziness has been real for sure. Like to be honest, I had to unplug because mm. I just got so tired of just how deafening it was. And also the terrible takes that a blind man could see would not happen <laughs> with this movie. So there was those two things. And I thought, you know what? Rather than fall down Twitter rabbit holes, I'm just going to try and ignore it all. So I, was, I all but muted my man Spider-Man from my timeline. But I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to do it. So I just unplugged for a bit. And uh, let's see what happens, man, with this trailer. Well, yeah, expectations is gonna be the killer of this trailer and of this film i think in general no matter how good or how bad this trailer or this film is i should say it's going to suffer if it does not meet expectations this feels a lot like wandavision 
just amped up to a thousand <laughs> when I'm talking about expectations in general. No, that's that's very true. And WandaVision's <laughs> another project that the fan discourse really hurt for me. So yes. let's see what happens. <laughs> All right. Let's pull up the trailer. Let's get into it. You guys, are you ready for this? Are you ready for to push play here? I've got it up here. It's already got six million views from the, the main Sony site. Carlos, are you ready for this? Yeah, and I'm on the Sony one too. So three Excellent. minutes and four seconds, I guess. Yep. Troy, I gotta do a little pulse check here for you. How you feeling over there? How many trailer views you got in? Oh man, I got about ten. <laughs> That's how good it is. Okay, he said a little present here. All right, Carlos gonna do a little countdown. Three, two, one, play. Whoa, come on. Shoot. <laughs> that pre-trailer. Ever since I got bit by that spider. I got chills, guys. I'm not one week Ooh. where my life has felt normal. That was when you found out. Okay. Shoot, that was sweet. When you botched that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. Doc. We started getting some visitors. Mm. <laughs> every universe hello Peter oh, oh man come on you're not Peter Parker I'm sorry what was your name again dr. Otto Octavius <laughs> so they catch him <laughs> <laughs> wait no seriously what's your actual name uh. There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple of magic words myself, starting with the word please. Please, <laughs> Scooby-Doo this crap. You're flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die fighting Spider-Man. Their fate. I'm sorry, kid. Yeah, me too. Don't. Look, there has to be another way. There isn't. There are dangers to our universe. Oh, oh Electro, so dope. <laughs> You're struggling. <laughs> While the world tries to make you choose. Oh. This is all my fault. I can't save everyone. No. Get them. Is that a Captain America shield on the Statue I think of Liberty? So. They're starting to come through, and I can't stop them. Oh, man. <laughs> that was a badass trailer. I got chills, man. That was way better than trailer number one. Holy, Carlos, how you feeling? Yeah, it was cool. Like, I, I really liked the, the Spider-Man of it all. Like, the OG villains actually did it for me way more than I thought they would. Yeah. Um, Electro in particular was was wicked. 
Um, yeah, I'm think you can probably tell where the movie's gonna end up if and when we get any help for Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. I don't think the Avengers are showing up, but when everybody nope. comes through at the end, I'm I'm, sure, uh, uh... I'm convinced now. I'm convinced now. I've been on the fence for a long time whether Maguire and Garfield are in it. I will say, as of this trailer, it's all but certain. At the end. I think third act, that that piece, we saw most of the movie there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> or the way it's going to be laid out. So pretty cool. Troy, man, mm. I got to hear your thoughts on this mm. one. Man, this is Spider-Man. This is the definitive Spider-Man for the MCU. I'm completely in. I'm so stoked that we didn't get any Garfield, which is my guy. No Toby. Um, if they come, cool. That's a cherry on top. But I don't even need those guys. I think this trailer established that Tom Holland is accepting the role of being Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. And this guy will do whatever it takes, whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, to keep that person alive. And they established that all in this trailer, man. Like, this is my mm -hmm. boy. Um, there's, there's so much going on. I think, um, kind of like what Carlos said, they, they, there's a lot of Spider-Man here that's just like, it's a Spider-Man trailer. This feels more like Spider-Man than... More than the last one. More than Far From Home. I love that he's low to the ground. I, lo I love that he's out of the costume a little bit. I love that he's uh, has a lot of time with Zendaya, it looks like. I love how he mm -hmm. references getting like, the spider bite. Like I know it's a small thing, but for me, that just makes it feel more like this is Peter Parker. I feel like the Iron Man stuff is gone, and this is all about the Parker luck. And the Doctor Strange stuff is cool, but I just really feel like Marvel is really, or the MCU is really embracing what spider-man is and i finally feel like they got it here and it's just a trailer who knows um the bad guys popping up is something special doctor strange though man i'm telling y'all there's you know after coming off that nick spencer run i think and it's so easy to say this but i think i don't think this is doctor strange man i don't think this is him i think i think he might be mephisto, mephisto. i think he might be mephisto <laughs> there, Going there. he's the one thing the one thing in this trailer that feels off consistently right I, I, like yeah. you're saying like the peter parker stuff is awesome yeah. the spider-man stuff look that scene mj falling mm. off man that that got me cool. i wish i didn't see that but yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's an important scene yeah and much to your point troy there about this actually being spider-man i love the through line plot that we're seeing in this trailer about it being more about him saving the villains that have this inevitable end game or end point to their story in their own universes maybe some of those universes that we have already seen and him going out and saving that this fixed point event that we saw in what if that's referred to i believe inside of loki as well this seems to be universally universally applicable across the multiverse and that seems to be what peter parker in the mcu prime is battling up against so i really really like that aspect of it and now when you look at the villains here, who do we got? Who do we got? We got Goblin confirmed. We've got... Maybe even two. Yeah, because there's a different looking one there, right? Yes. There's yeah, like a more the stream... Yeah. So maybe yeah. two Goblins. Yeah. We've got Lizard from yes. Amazing. We've got Electro, yes. which looks like a different universe Electro, mm -hmm. but still Jamie Foxx. We've got yeah. Sandman was teased yeah. there towards the end. And that's five, right? Two Goblins. And who else am I missing there? Um, uh, Doc well, Ock. Octopus, Doc, obviously. Doc Ock. Doc yeah, Ock. so that's six. Yeah. Six, including two goblins. So if we assume just one goblin, maybe it's the same goblin. Are we missing someone? 
Well, whether he's a Venom or a Venom, whether he's a villain or not, possibly Venom will pop up. Yeah. I'd imagine he'd have to. Mm-hmm. But I guess just coming off the trailer, um, it looks like you're right. It looks like we're at the six mark. Six with two goblins. If that is two goblins. Yeah. If that is two goblins. Because does that look like a Dane DeHond or it's just Willem Dafoe without the mask and some mm-hmm. other kind of look going on? Yeah, something different. But I don't there. see them bringing back um, uh, Franco. I really don't think that's him. Yeah, no, that guy's canceled. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah. yeah, no, I don't. I imagine it's just Willem Dafoe. Uh, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Vulture as the sixth because he's mm-hmm. already in Tom Holland's universe type of thing, and he knows that Peter Parker's Spider Man. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's also Mysterio, which fits the bill of villains that have died at the hands of Spider Man or fighting Spider Man from mcu see and i didn't read that that way so this is the part that i thought was the coolest of the trailer when ox mm-hmm. says that to peter i interpreted that as or when strange says that to peter i took that to be that they always die being his friends always die as a result of spider-man fighting oh okay oh. i i see i took it as so friend or foe they, they pass not just necessarily in battle but just being kind of in his circle yeah so they're bound to pass and that's their fate so if there's a if there's like a gwen stacy for instance in the universe she's bound to die no matter what. yeah and just kind of if you look at his reaction and then like with um mj there and ned which has been a bit of a through line for him wanting to protect them and then uh mj falling off the captain of liberty or whatever that statue was at the end. Um, that's how I took it. And I hope that that's the case because I thought that that was the coolest part of it was that that's what Peter's fighting against is the fact that he's being told that he can't save these people that he loves no matter what. Interesting. Because they juxtaposed Aunt May in that scene as well. So, and that's the one yeah. only time that we see her. And I think we see Happy shortly thereafter. So, mm-hmm. yes, yes. I don't know. But then he's also, then he... Then he's on the train at that one point talking to Strange, and clearly they have some disagreement. And Peter's trying to reverse whatever this this thing is, yeah, right? He doesn't want this... his friends to die because, like, okay. really, why would he care if these villains from another dimension who are trying to kill people die, right? Like, he, he... that's interesting because I it's took his it... way though. That, that's 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 Spider Man's way though, right? He doesn't want anybody to die because, it's, yeah, especially it's it, if they're a product of him in a sense. I mean, like Doc Ock and like uh, Green Goblin. And yeah, I get that. Electro but he wouldn't have subset, that you know? connection with these ones. If the Vulture was in it, then I could see more of an argument for that. Right, right. I don't know. You've watched the trailer right. 75 times. I only saw well, it Well, I, I just... I just so. <laughs> no, but I just imagine if he's thinking that these guys have all fought in other versions of Spider-Man, that he would kind of feel somewhat responsible for it. So not even though he actually has a connection to them, but knowing that no matter where these villains are fighting some certain Spider-Man, which is some sort of part of him, he would feel responsible to not let that happen. Yeah, but I don't if the, I don't know that he's going to put his friends in harm's way to save the life. No, and it also no, makes sense no. as to why he's dragging them along with Doctor Strange and stuff to keep them safe, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like both, if I'm being honest with you. I didn't really think of the, the Ned and MJ being like an inevitable death, but mm-hmm. I like him pushing back against a fixed point in the, in the multiverse. Yeah. I think that's cool. No matter what it, if it's the villains or if it's the, if it's his, his closest friends or his family, 
I, 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 I like that, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, and have those other villains died at his hands? Like, Sandman's never died. Electro's never Doc. died. Yeah. Doc. Well, well, yeah, didn't Electro die in Amazing 2? But he's lightning, so I don't... Yeah. But the thing is, too, like, I think he's a different... I don't think he's necessarily Amazing Spider-Man 2. Electro. No, I, he's, he's just... Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's definitely yeah. a very... A Jamie Foxx variant. <laughs> yeah, a Jamie Foxx variant. But, I mean, like, Green Goblin, in a sense, did, even though it's his own glider, but it was... Yeah, Goblin does, and battle. And yeah, commits the weird suicide because he's yeah. cried to death by Tobey Maguire. And I think Sandman was a uh, was a Venom team up, right? That's yeah, Sandman Venom. just pieced oh, out. Harry. I think Harry actually killed. No, him. he Harry pieces out him. at the end of the movie because remember hmm. Peter oh, yeah. destroys the symbiote, yeah. and then he yeah. turns to face Marco, and Marco was like, "Dude, I never wanted to fight you in the beginning. Leave me alone." And he just exactly. dusts out. <laughs> so and Lizard definitely didn't die. Lizard Lizard was uh, well. I mean, if you play like, the follow video game, he's held captive in. Um, Ravencroft, I believe. Yeah. So he survived okay. that. So, so yeah. And even, but even so, like you take it to the comics, like the only guy that consistently dies kind of fighting Spider Man is the Goblin and um, Doc Ock, right? Dies and does the superior bit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Interesting. I'm going to have to do a subsequent watch yeah. here. So I guess that's the <laughs> the fallback of not seeing it more than once. But, but, but I, either way, this, I'm, I feel way better about the story. Than I did, fifteen yeah. minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's talk. Let's talk a bit about the suits here. We got to see a lot of Spider-Man in action here. We've got the black suit. There's the black and red suit at the start, which is picking up probably right from Far From Home. And then we've got this new black suit where he does have the Doc Strange stuff going on. Troy and Carlos, both you guys, jump in at this. This is a big divergence from a Spider-Man that is recognizable, not only from a super perspective, but also from a power set. You're now layering in Iron Man and Doctor Strange into his suit. This seems to be some sort of multiverse sort of, maybe so he can transit it. I don't know. Or I don't know what's going on here, but Troy, how do you feel about the look of this? This is the first time we're actually seeing that being confirmed as like, this is actually a magic suit. We've seen the hot toys. We've seen the action figures and, Mm -hmm. Vulcan, I thought, yeah. eh, maybe this is something goofy, but this is him could, yeah. doing some magic stuff. Yeah, and I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I've grown to, you know, accept it for what it is. It's selling toys, right? Like, this is one of the first toys to hit the shelf. I think I picked up the Marvel Legends myself, actually. Yeah, you did. So, <laughs> just contributing <laughs> yeah, yeah. to the problem, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to have every one. But the thing is, is... um. It's all about the story, man, and it depends how they're going to use mm-hmm. this costume. Just just like if it was a Batman film, it depends how he uses that costume. If it's Iron Man, depends how he uses it. Even though I like Spider-Man simplistic, just in his red and blues, clearly they're going a different route here. And um, I'm interested to see what they do with it. If I was to compare it to his What If costume with the Doctor Strange cape, I'd probably have that one a little more in favor over this guy. But it's, it's the magic of what he's going to do and what he's going to possess. And... Um, I'm uh, I, I'm there, man. I'm I'm there for it. I'm grown to it. You know, when just talking out loud here, just throwing thoughts and seeing what sticks to the mic, I I wonder is he going to transit the multiverse in that suit? Like, is that the purpose of it? You know, when we see him in the high school and he drops in and he starts running, like, is that him somewhere else? Yeah, I kind of thought that that was like his villain capture suit. So that's the suit that he uses to send those guys back to where they came okay. from, kind of thing, right? So. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I liked it better in motion than I have just stills and in toys. I still don't love it, but it's way better than that 
terrible iron spider suits. So um, <laughs> I'll take it. Take it over yeah, that. You get a little, of that iron, a little of that iron spider suit, I think, here. And Doc Ock seems to be a more pivotal character, more of a supporting character than the other villains that we're seeing. I don't. Mm. I get the impression those villains might show up one by one throughout the movie. Maybe you're building your Sinister Six throughout. It's not all, not all at once. Or maybe they're what are all coming through at the end when you get your Lizard and your Sandman and that actually popping through when Strange is trying to. He makes reference to holding back. Everything's coming through. Doc Ock seems to be a little bit of a guide maybe for for this Peter Parker in this multiverse stuff. I don't know. Like, did it was the impression you got that he was like captive of Spider-Man and his friends here and that yeah. he was trying to maybe teach him a little bit about the multiverse. I don't know where strange is at this point. Carlos, what's your thoughts on what role Doc Ock plays in this film? Well, I think he's still a villain. I think he's just captured and he's mm -hmm. a scientist. So he's just trying to figure it out as much as he can. Um, and kind of doing the Hannibal Lecter thing with Peter probably to some extent. But yeah, I don't know that he's a mentor, so to speak. But mm -hmm. who knows? He started getting those red arms at the end. So maybe they do integrate Iron Man in that respect. And uh, <laughs> he armors up Tony Stark style. Ooh. Ooh. Grows Troy, you got to take on Doc Ock in this one? <laughs> Ooh. You know what? For, for me, I've always, always loved Doc Ock. I think he's at his best when he is friends with Peter, but goes that edge and is kind of out to get Peter. But I love when they have that understanding of where they both fit mm -hmm. in each other's kind of uh, world. And I think we might get a little bit of that in this film. I mean, even when you go back to Spider-Man 2, he obviously had that mentorship with Parker as well. And then it turned into something drastic as enemies. And I feel like if we can kind of go back there a little bit for this film, especially if he is being pulled from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2, where he's kind of been redeemed mm -hmm. at the end of that film, right? Uh, he clearly knows who his Peter Parker is because in this trailer, when he reveals who he is, he's like, "You're not Peter Parker." I like so, that. I, and I love that. That mm -hmm. that part for me was like, it's it's heating up. So for me, honestly, I think the cool twist would be if they have their battle, no different than if Captain America and Iron Man are going to have a battle, no different than any superhero battle, and then they become buddies. I won't be surprised if they have their little battle at the beginning of this film, and then they kind of have an understanding of who's who and what they need to do. Mm -hmm. And if he can give him a little more insight, let the other guys be bad, but let Doc Ock kind of be a little bit on Peter's side. So that's where I kind of stand with with uh, this um, reveal of Doc Ock for the yeah. second time. Yeah, yeah, and having only seen the trailer once <laughs> in this recording, <laughs> I get a little bit of that, that he's going to be more present in the film than the rest of the villains. Yeah. And you're going to get this sporadic adding. And that's another thing that makes me feel better about this film already is that it's not going to be this intense wave of villains coming at you and this big CGI mess going on all over the place. That seems to be being saved for at a minimum, the third act of the film. Um, and then they're not growing that into something larger, which I like. I I'm getting a lot, a lot more of like, we're going to get a, like you said, guys, like a Peter Parker, Spider-Man story out of this one, as opposed to this live action spider verse, this over bloated, story that is just there because we need to do this right we want to get this all on screen inside of the mcu so let's uh let's talk about the the spider in the room here garfield and mcguire these are two people that have outright denied their involvement in this film we've got a lot of multiverse references here we've got villains from both of their universes or variants of their villains from universes here that are being showcased across this is there any way 
that they aren't in this film in that third act, even just in somewhat of cameo roles to help push back these villains into the multiverse. Troy, is there any yeah. way that they're not in this? Are they end credit scenes or does Holland have to man up and fight the Sinister Six here in all its glory on his own? You know what? Um, I, I keep going back and forth with this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I do believe there is a possibility that they might not be. Mm-hmm. And I say that because it goes back to the first time when we recorded talking about this whole rumor that these guys are going to be in. And I always was at, the, at that time, I was in the stance that you can't do a Spider-Verse film without having a definitive Spider-Man. And like, you may like Toby and Carlos might like Garfield and I might like Tom, but we still haven't made that definitive. Like this is Spider-Man. And I feel like if you take those other two out of this film and have Tom Holland basically take on the biggest challenge of his Spider-Man career by taking down the Sinister Six in a sense, you kind of put a stamp on it like this is the guy. This is the guy that's fought Thanos. This is the guy that's fought Vulture. This is the guy that's probably going to fight Venom. This is the guy that took down the Sinister, Sinister Six across dimensions and Mysterio all before being in college. I think that's the definitive Spider-Man, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So if they do go that route, there is a possibility that we won't get Garfield and we won't get um, um, Toby. And I'm, and I'm all there for it because I, I want like that definitive Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But what would sell a lot? What could possibly end game if this wasn't a pandemic it's having garfield it's having toby it's having tom holland i think that'd be huge i think that would make the most money um but i don't know man i i feel like if they are in this film i feel like why it took so long to get to this trailer is because sony and marvel were going back and forth you know debating are we going to show them or are we not are we going to show them or are we not maybe marvel won this fight and was like we're not showing them Save it for the film. That's so. I'm so pleased that there was yes. no allusion to other Spider-Man. Like it's kind yeah. of there in the context of yeah. everything, but it's there without really saying it. And it's funny because every time we talk about this, I flip flop back and forth. Yeah. Like last trailer, I was like, nope, it's not this. They're out. That's not happening. Maybe end credit. Watching this trailer one time, I'm now more convinced than ever that there is a good story there maybe to bring them in somewhat organically where it doesn't feel shoehorned halfway through the film this if it happens it's in that last battle that we see the trailers laid out the story progression for us that last battle that we see we could see them pop through to help do whatever and that also might be and this is where where you and i differ on this one Troy. where maybe holland gets sucked out (laughs) into the multiverse Carlos, again, same question to you. This thing, this is all that's going to be talked about for the next month. Not on the podcast, but just in general. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Um, yeah, no, I'm on the same page as Troy as to what I want to see happen. Like, the thing that I love the most about the trailer is it was the most agency for Spider-Man as a character that we've gotten in the mm-hmm. MCU. So... Mm-hmm. That coupled with the villains having their classic looks and being his villains and even Doctor Strange almost being out of sorts with Peter Mm -hmm. having to step up. That was cool, too. So I like all that. And I really do hope that it's Tom Holland being the guy to have to step up and and do what has to be done to keep his friends in New York safe. Um, That said, I I don't think what the initial um, thought was that 
Maguire and Garfield are going to be there for the entire movie and it be a Spider-Verse type scenario. I do for sure think that scene when MJ's fallen, it's going to be one of the two of them or both that catch her and, hey, here we are to help you clean up the mess kind of thing, right? And I do think that, you know, um, Garfield takes his villains back or does whatever and Maguire, you know, starts crying and Ock and Goblin stop and go off to where they need to go off to. Uh, but man, I do... Here's my thing. So building on my theory as to what Peter's mission was with fighting against the fixed points, I think Peter leaves, and the reason he leaves is to save MJ and Ned. And so he leaves that universe because they will die if he's there. And mm. it's something that's inevitable. And so then Sony gets their Spider-Man back. The MCU has uh, enough of a tether there that if they do have him come back for whatever or there's a new agreement or whatever uh, plays out in the future, uh, that foundation is still in place and off you go, right? And the other thing too is you got to look at some of the real world things like Zendaya isn't going to be any easier or cheaper to enlist for these films. No. And... I don't know what kind of thrust you're going to have to add on to that goblin glider to make Le Ned Leeds the hobgoblin. So it might be for the best. Might be for the best. You know what, man? I oh, like man. where you're going with this. <laughs> it's one of those times that I wish that we actually had a live stream because Troy, Troy's reaction to that was amazing. <laughs> All I was thinking of was like a deluxe like hot toy stand for that one. Like, you need, you need like a big guy for that. <laughs> what you're saying, man. Oh, oh man. dead. I, I like that. I like that. This, this, this feels like a story that makes sense. And we'll see. We'll see. So... Last thing on this trailer, hype level, Troy, where's it at? Yes. Where's it at? Through the roof, man. This <laughs> this is my guy. Um, Andrew Garfield is my, my day one Spider-Man, hands down. But Tom Holland's right there too, man. I, I loved him in Civil War. Absolutely. I have loved him in everything. Like this 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 guy's been killing it on all all accounts. But here to me, I love it for the fact that there's no Tony, no reference of Tony, and the focus seems all on Spider-Man. And what else comes with Spider-Man? The best villains in the game. And you got all these villains. But what I like is, like, what I just mentioned, we have a whole bunch of villains that I feel are distractions. Because who is the definitive villain? It's going to be it's gonna be Mephisto. We're, we're going to get Mephisto. I think <laughs> I think he's playing games here, man. He's playing with all of us. But I honestly think that um, he might have Doctor Strange in his back pocket. I feel like, going off those comics, man, they had a really cool thread line that... Um, Peter, Spider-Man seems to be the only guy that can actually stop Mephisto, and he's seen visions of this, and I feel like what are the way to stop Spider-Man than grabbing all these villains and throwing them at him? He's seen all these other realities that Spider-Man comes on top, and he feels like, but if I can get all these villains together to destroy Spider-Man, I can get this win on him, and I think Doctor Strange slash Mephisto is the guy pulling the strings here, and he's throwing all the villains the kitchen sink at Peter, and he's trying to stop him at his youngest age, and uh, and that's what it is, man. Which will lead into uh, to uh, Doctor Strange too, perfectly, because you'll have a, a pretty crazy villain like Mephisto to take on uh, Doctor Strange. So that's where I'm sitting. Love this trailer. It's 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 gonna break another record. I can feel it. Oh, feel it's, it. it's it's on its way there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos, hype level. Yeah, I'm more excited, I think, than I was initially because I I do think that they have a story, and I just I liked the emotion of it and the Spider-Man mm -hmm. of it. Um, it's kind of a, 
bit more over the top than I'm looking for in movies right now, I find. I, I think my tastes have changed as we've progressed through phase four. So um, I, I got to admit, though, I'm really excited at the prospect of Spider-Man transitioning into a Sony universe and just having mm-hmm. something different and its own vibe. And that's where Spider-Man thrives for me is on his own. Peter Parker left to his own devices. Can't call anybody else for help. He's got to get the job done using his wits and his limited resources. So that's what I'm really hoping for. Like that more than Garfield or McGuire or blowing this thing up further, it's to actually get smaller with him because that's where, that is where Mm -hmm. every single one of your best Peter Parker stories is told. So that's, that's what my hope is with it. And this trailer gave me some hope that that might be where we're headed. So yeah, my hype level's gone up as a result. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeding off a bit of the energy here from Troy. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that trailer. You know, one viewing in that might change with subsequent viewings, but I, I feel way better about what this story is and what this movie is based off of this trailer. This, the first trailer did not inspire me too much. It actually made me more worried for what was happening. This one, I feel I've got a good sense for the film. I think they're going to go in some pretty cool ways with this character. And there's lots of potential here to create a good Spider-Man story and also set up all these different universes for good storytelling after. So I'm pumped. I'm really, really digging what I'm seeing here. And I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. We're, we're like a, less than a month away, a month away almost exactly to when this film drops in theaters. It's going to be a wild build-up. I don't want to see anything else. I don't want any more clip art posters. I don't want any more trailers. I don't want any TV spots. This is it. And to be honest with you guys, I think the best thing that we can all do is check our expectations. Take this trailer, ride the hype wave, check your expectations at the door because I don't want anyone to be let down because they wanted something, right? Let's just go in and see what this movie delivers. If it's not a good movie, we'll talk about that. If it's a great movie, we'll also talk about that. But I'm not hung up on anything being in this film or not in this film. I just wanted a good story, and this trailer gave me confidence that there's going to be a good story in there for Spider-Man, for Peter Parker, for this universe. So I'm game. Let's do it, guys. Let's go. Now, if we can put that excitement aside for, for just a few minutes here, actually the rest of the episode, really, (laughs) we've got to talk about another big event that happened this past week. And last Friday was Disney Plus Day. This is a day that Disney Plus particularly put out there to, to celebrate the subscribers, celebrate the fans of the service, those paying for it by delivering us a slate of content onto Disney Plus, which included Shang-Chi, Jungle Cruise, some behind-the-scenes MCU stuff, and also a Twitter thread that ran us through what's coming up in and on Disney Plus, including a whole bunch of different properties. But let's let's really talk about what we focus on here, guys, and that's Star Wars and Marvel. There's a lot of rehashing of things that we knew. We got some new footage from some properties like Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Miss Marvel. We got a few confirmations of new shows that have been heavily rumored. We got an Obi-Wan sizzle reel that was unfortunately leaked the day before. And we got uh, an interesting event, I will say. And I'm going to preface my expectations or my thoughts on this event by saying that I always kind of took this as like just a thank you, something to say, hey, subscribers, 
Thanks for being with us for two years. Here's a little bit of content. There's a lot of comparisons to things like DC Fandom in its scale and its execution. And my personal thoughts is that it was never really meant to be that big. It was never meant to, to match that. And DC Fandom is going to be near impossible to top unless Disney throws all its weight into something. And I, I, I'm curious as to what your guys' thoughts are on the event itself and kind of where the expectations lied for you going into this. And I do realize that a Twitter thread that's difficult to follow with no real links to anything isn't the most ideal way to reveal your content. But at the end of the day, I spent a lot of time on Twitter anyway, so it wasn't a huge bother to me. So, Carlos, what did you what did you think here of, of Disney Plus Day before we get into some of the content? Uh, more like Disney minus, am I right? No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you troll. <laughs> uh, man, you know what? Like this... Okay, it's it's fair that it wasn't DC fandom, and I don't know that it was ever supposed to be that. Mm -hmm. Um, And they certainly preface it as being a thank you to subscribers. But yeah, sure, it's not DC fandom, but it wasn't even Netflix's to dumb. No, where there (laughs) was not, there was no consolidated place to catch all this. There was no single Twitter space to watch all the reveals. In fact, it was even short of what they did with their Investors Day thing with the YouTube uh, show last year, right? So that's what I thought we were getting. And Mm -hmm. I think they set people's expectations, and there's no way that they didn't. Because when you come out of Disney Plus Day and the most compelling piece of content was the troll video that Amazon made with the boys, that, (laughs) that Amazon made that video tells you that Disney had set some expectations and people had some hype going into this event. So um, content aside, like I think they managed it poorly. They managed people's expectations poorly um, because my kid was even expecting it to be something where you sit down, you plug in and and you get to see what they're unveiling. (laughs) So yeah, that they didn't even just run a stream on their own YouTube channel with one of their hosts taking you through the, their different brands for however long, like 45 minutes, an hour or whatever it is. Like, yeah, no, it was a, it was pretty poorly done in my opinion. So, and that was just like, I'll, my experience was I tried to follow what was going on and I just gave up and I just kind of waited till people I knew posted about stuff and, you know, like our boy Chris Evans posts about Moon Knight and I was like, Hey, do you have a link to that? And he's like, yeah, sure. It shouldn't be that hard or you shouldn't have to put in that kind of work to see a commercial for something you're trying to sell me. So mm. I don't know. That's my, yeah, I, I will. I will give you guys that, that it is the execution was not great. I, well, we had that conversation the night before. It was like, what time does this start at? And we were both confused. And then I found a link to, I think screen rant had posted. It starts at like 7am our time, but it was two and a half hours long and I couldn't find a link to their YouTube. And I check YouTube first on Disney's YouTube page or channel to see if anything was up there. And then eventually I just started following the the Twitter thread, but it wasn't like it was broken up in a way where there's big pauses in between. And I'm like, what am I missing? Like, is there something being shown something that I'm missing? It was dumb. Yeah. They could have, even if they, (laughs) if they're preaching to the choir for people that have already subscribed to them, just have a bar on your stupid Disney plus app with all the different things on it where you can just scroll mm-hmm. through. Like, they eventually got there, I think. 
Yeah. But like did, yeah. 12 hours later. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Troy, man. Yeah. <laughs> you get the same sentiments towards the execution of this whole thing? Well, you know, to be honest, I didn't get the chance to actually check it out. So so Carlos was my guy and, and, and Twitter. But I guess that was everyone's source uh, mm-hmm. after hearing everything. So I just feel like in this day and age, man, like I'm a big um, um, conference kind of guy. Like I love seeing, you know, Comic-Con from home, Disney or Disney fandom, <laughs> DC fandom. I, I, I love seeing um, just all that stuff. Right. And so I feel like in this day and age, it's so weird, especially like Carlos mentioned, man, like that investor day, whatever they had last year, that was like, that was awesome. Yeah. That was great when they announced like the Soka stuff and the Obi and like the Cassie Nandor, all that stuff. I was like, this is so cool, now right? And so, yeah, and so coming off of like, and then even like E3, right? Or uh, everything like, this year, the video, <laughs> everything, the video game awards, <laughs> like, like everything. I was just like, like, how do you not have a platform to put this on? And it's like, well, you do, you have Disney Plus, and, <laughs> yeah. and what I guess when they did, they did it later. I just. I just thought that was really weird, but again, I can't really go in too much because I didn't get to actually experience it the way you guys did. So I, I got to see everything afterwards, but I, it did feel really like just jagged and scattered. Yeah, they they kept putting yeah. links up that says like check out the teaser trailer for the Pixar stuff over on Disney Plus. Check out mm-hmm. the Star Wars scissor reel over on Disney Plus. They, they're pointing people, and I get that, right? This is supposed to be a mm-hmm. thank you to the subscribers, so here's the content for the subscribers. And maybe they should have integrated the whole thing into that platform because you just like that whole, when you said Ahsoka and that, that reminded me of Kathleen Kennedy sitting up there, right? Yeah. It's all just in front of a green screen and then being That's like, great. hey, this is coming. Hey, this is coming. And so I can see that the miss on the effort there and the execution really. Well, and the other thing too, it's like, it's one thing to say thank you to subscribers, but they miss their subscriber targets for the last mm-hmm. two quarters. So you'd think that you try and get people that aren't buying your service hyped. Like, yeah. you don't need to sell this to Tim. You need to sell it to Sanjay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah. But is there is yeah. there properties that, like, and to that point, is there properties that they talked about? Like, is a Moon Knight or a She-Hulk or a Miss Marvel, is that the, your selling point for external people? Like, if you, you don't haven't know. bought into this, like, what's what's your selling point? You see, you see a Marvel superheroine in a mosque, that might sell it to somebody yeah. who wouldn't normally be checking out a bunch of white guys named Chris, right? That they assume the MCU is. <laughs> so th- there is that. I, like, I, I honestly don't know what they were trying. And quite frankly, like, if this is all it was, they shouldn't have advertised it the way they did because they advertised it as though there was going to be a big event. Like, there was, mm-hmm. they made a bigger deal out of it than Warner Brothers did with DC Fandom. And WB brings the heat. And this was... Mm-hmm asking my friends where i can find things which is yeah. crazy yeah. And, and and then just to mention too like i, I felt it's kind of weird like um like with that leak of like the obi-wan i mean my expectations i guess i thought for sure we're getting a an obi-wan trailer but to only really get the what underneath the helmet the boba fett little special and then yeah. eventually the leaked sizzle reel i just felt like for star wars uh, it, it's been such a good a good time for star wars i thought they'd really capitalize off that it gives a little bit more from the Star Wars because they 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 leaned heavy into the Marvel stuff, which mm-hmm. is cool. But like, where's where's the Star Wars content right now? Because Star Wars has been thriving on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. It has, so but I that's kind of weird. There's there seems to be a lot going on in Lucasfilm with Star Wars, and we're gonna talk about that in a few minutes here. And yeah. and given that this too was yeah, this is all Disney Plus stuff, so this is in the absence of film. But Marvel seems to be carrying the new content 
for Disney Plus. There's a few little Pixar things that are announced, some live action Disney proper type things, but you know Marvel's got 12 properties that mm-hmm. like that have been previously announced or were just announced uh, during this Disney Plus day with some title cards and that, right? So I got a flag wave for like our boys over on the Tumbling Saber, but my daughter more than anyone because I made that point to her to try and defend what was going on because it was it was hilarious because. I'm in the bathroom and Troy and Tim are battling on the DM and I was in tears laughing because Tim was hoping that Troy would back him up and he posts up that Obi-Wan Kenobi, you were supposed to be the chosen one gif. Yeah. Oh. And then Troy replies with <laughs> yeah, just the yeah. Anakin giving the dirty stare. <laughs> but I was like, ah, you know what? Tim made a good point. They brought lots of Marvel stuff. So I, I, my kid was like, she was upset with this whole Disney Plus day because she's like everywhere. They tease that we were going to get big announcements for Star Wars. We got nothing. Nothing. But did they? No. Did Th- they tease that? Did that, Disney tease that? That Kenobi content, that was a far cry from what you could have delivered. So I go down, and her and Troy on you met. they were like Ahsoka and Anakin, like just going to town. Because <laughs> she's just like, no. She's like, no. She's like, they built Disney Plus on the back of Star Wars fans. And she's yes. like, Star Wars carried that thing. And not only... Is Obi-Wan Kenobi done filming and they could have given us something way more substantive and way cooler than this piecemeal entertainment tonight, quote unquote, (laughs) sizzle reel. But also Andor is done and they could have given us something from that. And she's like, they didn't even give us the Bad Batch, which is coming back. Like nothing, nothing. And all those subscribers you got were thanks to the Mandalorian. So, exactly. I St- Star Wars it. has been living on Disney Plus. It's been killing it over there. Yeah, so I it's don't. A, yeah, it's, it's a really weird choice. It is. D23 is this week. Yeah. So you might see some stuff from Star Wars, although their their schedule doesn't appear to have anything like that. I don't know. Like I it's I was a bit kind of taught, thrown off by a lot of the the disappointment around the Star Wars because I don't think they ever teased it. Like, did they ever say anywhere that there's going to be any Star Wars content? Like, I don't think they said any content in general. We assume we're going to get a, some Marvel stuff. But, yeah. like, I think a yeah. lot of people got in their head that there's going to be... And this is from scoopers and stuff, too, that there's going to be an Andor thing. I went back and looked at all Lucasfilm's tweets, all of Disney tweets leading up into this, Disney Plus tweets. Did they ever tease... And, like, this doesn't justify them not having it. Like, I very much agree with what you're saying there, Carlos and Troy, that... that effectively the foundation of disney plus was the mandalorian and here we are stuck with no star wars content but that expectation for an and or that expectation for an obi-wan that expectation for an announcement of a new show or whatever that came from the community that came from fandom like that was conjured out of these things are done therefore they should be delivered yeah but at the same time you don't make a big deal about it then i don't did they Uh, they advertised the hell out Disney of Disney Plus. Disney Plus got pushed pretty day. hard, didn't it? The Disney Plus day. The day like it did. Probably... The day it did. And they revealed a lot of stuff in the day. But for Star Wars particular, I guess, is I'm playing a bit of devil's advocate because I fundamentally agree with what you're saying about like Star Wars being really absent from this. And that was a, a big red flag here. But I guess what I'm saying is, is whose fault is that? Like, It's Disney's fault for not delivering, but did they promote that? That expectation level, was that derived from their promotion or from the community being like they have to show this stuff so therefore it's going to be on disney plus day yeah i say that's on the community then like for sure like we gave ourselves false hope but i i come back to the um 
the the the, the DC fandom stuff, and it's like like nobody said we're gonna get a Batman trailer. Yeah, but they you did. Knew, like... <laughs> they promoted it for like did three they? days. Yeah. No. The Batman not. trailer. They just, yeah, the two I days before so. they said a trailer is coming. I, I we can go back and look at it. They said a trailer will debut at DC fandom, like really? two or three days okay. before it happened. Okay, but I mean, Batman's obviously the huge deal. When you think of DC, you think of Batman, and I just feel like when you have something like Obi-Wan, that's, it is done, isn't it? Yeah. They're done filming. The Obi-Wan show is it, it's done filming. Like everybody got on Disney plus for one reason at the beginning. And that was the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. AKA star Wars. 100%. So when you have a celebration of Disney plus Disney plus and star Wars, just goes hand in hand these days, like a hundred percent. So I feel like if you have Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is the series that's been so long wished for, and we are finally there, to have that one little taste of just a trailer, like a, like even a teaser trailer, and we we couldn't even get that. We're getting concept art leaked for like the show itself. <laughs> that we're getting the reel it. that's leaked that's been taken down, and then we're, and we're here the day of Disney Plus, and like like really like no Obi Wan. You didn't even get I to see thought, Ewan in the costume. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I just think that's just like a missed opportunity. And in this day and age, it's like it's it, it's the battles of the cons, man. It's like what's Disney Plus doing. What's the Investors Day is doing? Mm-hmm. What's uh, DC Fandom doing? Like, who's upping who? And um, whether they're not competing on the same medium, I think, like, Tim, you mentioned, which is a good point, like, this wasn't HBO Max Day versus Disney Plus Day. Yeah. But it's all about who's talking about what right now. And I don't think we even need to label it in that sense. I think it's just, like, who's upping who? And Disney just missed the mark. Man, I yeah. think they, 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 they took the L. I'll take DC right out of it. And Warner Brothers, they came up woefully short against Netflix. Mm-hmm. I had zero interest in that Netflix presentation. I was like, oh, I'll catch the Witcher trailer like after the fact. I ended up watching like two-thirds of the thing because it was so compelling and super well done. And even things they didn't want to reveal, like Cobra Kai, they did the bit with the cast delivering VHS tapes and making fun of the fact that the Karate Kid is this 80s thing and stuff. Like <laughs> They put some work into it, and it was accessible, like Netflix YouTube channel. Off yeah. we go. I, I think like the biggest thing, and you said it, Troy, is missed opportunity. Is that like there is there's expectations and then there's opportunity, right? There's fan expectations and there's opportunity. That this was a place to showcase Star Wars and it didn't happen. Right. And so I think there's I think there's personally I think there's faults on the community and there's faults on Disney for not taking advantage of what was you know, as much as it, I said it wasn't pitched as an equivalent to DC fandom or HBO Max Day or whatever, the expectation was that it was going to be close to that. And they maybe should have put some work into ratcheting that back by even just announcing how it was going to be executed and what we were going to see. Like, from Star Wars, you're going to see Obi-Wan sizzle reel, and that's it, right? That would like Maybe that would have quelled the expectations or calmed the expectations for the day. Or just don't make a big deal about it. Like, they advertised Mm. it way more than either Netflix or Warner Brothers advertised their events. Mm. So just say, like, check out your Disney Plus on November 12th, and we have some surprises in store for you. And you know you're going to get Shang-Chi, you know you're going to get Jungle Cruise, Mm. and then anything else would be bonus, right? But Mm. they, they set themselves up with expectation. And how do you how do you not bring it? Like you watch your competitors like kick the doors <laughs> off this thing, and you're gonna put blow up playhouses in a couple places around the world. Like, <laughs> sure, sure. And ironically, that's the only streaming service that missed their subscriber targets. 
twice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, wow. you're the ones that had to bring it the most, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't disagree with you, man. And again, playing a bit of devil's advocate here and, and to, to get the discussion rolling, but it's it's a missed opportunity, big time. And, you know, I don't think D23 is going to bring much. You, you They may turn it up a bit because of the response to this. But when I look at D23, which is usually kind of a more holistic Disney conference where they're talking about the parks and they're talking about this right it's not film or tv centric it didn't look like there's a lot scheduled there if anything on the film side of things right because that's where this also loses a bit right doesn't have the access to the big screen stuff that's coming out your big marvel mcu stuff or or even well there's no there's no star wars stuff coming out on film ever again so yeah but let's talk about it so i think we can universally agree missed opportunity here and but let's see let's talk about the content that is inside of disney plus day we're gonna start with star wars there wasn't a whole bunch there was a little bit there wasn't a whole bunch though there was the under the helmet the legacy of boba fett they threw up this little i think it's like a 30 or 40 minute uh documentary around the question of why i that my favorite part about that whole thing was to start when everyone's like what the hell is just like six lines from boba fett and all i could think to myself was man did Carlos rate the first part of this? <laughs> <laughs> and then they go through some stuff there. It was pretty cool. Um, did you guys, did either of you check out the this little thing? Yeah. No, I, I yeah. quite loved it. And it's, it's yeah. one of those where um, it, it did really feel like I had written that thing. But yeah. uh, I love that they leaned into that conceptually and was yeah. just like, this is this is how the legend was born. So yeah, yeah. it was cool. It was, yeah, cool. it was cool. Troy, Troy, did you check it out? I did, I did, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciated when uh, Tamar Morrison appeared yeah. too, and then they and they went in about him and his relationship with Django. And then yeah, he get him, Dad! Get Django him! And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna call you Dad. You call. I'm gonna call you Son. You call me Dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, no, that was great, and, and it made me appreciate. Um, I was gonna say the Mando. It made me appreciate Boba just so much more, mm-hmm. just to see like, man, this guy's huge. He is huge. Like Star Wars has created some gems, and this guy is just massive. And it's it's good to see, man. Long overdue, but he's finally getting his show. Yeah, which yeah. I'm super stoked for. Yeah. yeah, it was cool that they were like, "Hey, we just rolled out the costume for the first time at this local parade." Yeah, <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious that Boba kind of died on the vine because of budget cuts. That they, mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like Star Wars. It was massive. We're still not going to give you all the money you want to yeah. have these troopers, and he turned into something completely different. But. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's very cool. I like that. So check that out. It's a it's a good watch there. Now let's talk about this Obi Wan sizzle reel. It was leaked the day before, which took a lot of the air out of it <laughs> because it showed up, and even our boy Rick put it up, and uh, Twitter got a little mad at him there for for posting that. They went at that very fast to pull that down off of Twitter wherever it ended up. But anyways, most of us saw it the day before, and if I'm being honest with you, there's some expectation even from me thinking like, okay, this is like the scissor reel, and then it's going to go into the trailer. And that didn't happen. We just got the scissor reel. But inside of that scissor reel, there's some cool concept art. Yes, maybe this is something that should have been showed six months ago. But <laughs> we did get some insight that Vader's going to have, I think, a fairly substantial role in, in Obi-Wan. I wasn't sure how big of a role he was going to play, but I'm not sure, sure if it's going to be somewhat of a dual story where you're getting a lot of Obi-Wan, but you're getting a secondary story with Vader. And then that eventually crosses over because we see him in his fortress. We see him 
we see them battling even like i did not think that they're going to be going at it and maybe this is finally going to explain why the the lightsaber battle in a new hope is so slow relative to likely where it's going to be in this show but troy i gotta go to you on this one yeah vader anakin obi-wan not a ton here but there's got to be enough there to get you a little bit more excited even towards how much of a presence that anakin slash vader is going to have in this yeah no this 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 was cool it's short and sweet um deborah chow uh what a gem like she seems on point with this and i can't wait to see what she brings um brings her vision on uh the i think it's eight episodes probably we're gonna get here but this series but for me man um or 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 six yes it's like a limited series isn't it this is a one and done after this i believe so yeah but seeing Ewan McGregor talk about how excited he was to finally return in this role, but then see him kick it up even like 10 more notches mm-hmm. and explain he's so happy and thrilled that he gets to do this with his buddy mm-hmm. Hayden Christensen. And I was just like, oh, take everything, man. Take it all. Disney Plus, you can do no wrong. And then the next day, they they, they did a little wrong because I'm talking about the leak. <laughs> Not when they I'm only referring – when I talk about Obi-Wan, I'm only referring to the leak. The day before. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I, I thought that was great. And then, obviously, they hit us with that concept art. They hit us with that concept art, and they were battling in Musafar, it looks like, with mm-hmm. the lava. And Vader is Vader in the armor. And Obi-Wan, well, he's 10 years older. And this is going to answer that question, right? Like, if these guys are fighting, it's like, Darth, last time we fought – uh what is it you're you're he's more machine than man now right this is gonna this is gonna answer this is gonna fill in that gap because if you go from return of the jedi or you've entered the sith sorry to episode four it doesn't quite explain mm-hmm. how that happens right well but there's that there's like, that quote okay. from vader that's we i haven't felt this presence since and then mm-hmm. that that line that's, that's never that, filled in right exactly exactly so well and then, I, how I, does he exactly know that he's more machine than man, right? Mm-hmm. Unless they battle at some point again. So I don't know. For me too, I, I've always wanted to see the reveal of Obi-Wan when he knows that mm-hmm. Anakin's alive. Like what is going through his mind? Like I could have killed him. I could have had mercy to let him out. I thought he died through the lava, but he didn't. He's alive. I want to see his face and his reaction of like, oh my God, Anakin's alive. And he is now this hollow cyborg, right? Like I just, I think that's going to be amazing. I think Deborah Chow can really do some magic with this so um just a sizzle reel super short super sweet but um i've been wanting this for so long for so long what they do they gave us han solo instead right so um (laughs) and 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 it turned out cool i actually i actually liked it but i remember sunny i I remember me and sunny were arguing about this is it is is it obi-wan or is it or is it han solo and i was i was the obi-wan guy and he said solo and and well we got solo and we saw where that went so I can't wait to see what they do here with this show. I'm just, I'm so stoked, man. I'm so stoked to see this finally. Mm-hmm. You carrying that same hype over here, Carlos, into uh, into the Batcave there? Oh yeah, for sure. Like that Obi Wan show is probably the most anticipated thing on Disney Plus for me the next year. Um, and I'm not even the biggest Star Wars fan under this roof, so yeah, no, it'll be awesome. And the thing that actually got me hyped, like. To be honest, with the leak, like I thought it was almost like a planned leak because it's like mm-hmm. we'll just get appetites wet and then we're going to hit you with the heat tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. But um, with the with the, the reel, can't even put the word sizzle in front of it. Um, <laughs> the, the, the piece of it that got me was the when you see the Inquisitors. Yes. And so mm-hmm. you see what 
is conceivably like the second sister from Jedi Fallen Order. So that got me hyped because that game actually had some really cool lore with how they use the Inquisitors and the role that they filled and then the potential for some of the other characters to pop up in Obi-Wan and kind of flesh out the universe a bit more. And you could have some stuff that takes place in that uh, episode three to episode four type era and it doesn't have to walk on anything that we have existing already. So, um, and if anything, you'll just get Obi-Wan having lightsaber fights against more people than just Darth Vader. So uh, yeah. either way, that little piece was a win. So I- I'm pretty excited about that. I'm not going to lie. I-, I do really want Cal Kestis to show up, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Everything's on the table, as we said before, man. Once Luke got put in there, everything's on the table. I think it'd be cool yes. to pull from a video game, which would be I- – I don't think it's out of the question. If you look at the creatives that are involved in this and – what they've done in the past and the risks that they're wanting to take. And like you guys said, this is the focus for star Wars. This is where they've made their home for the foreseeable future here. Well, and they made such a big deal about that game and like a bunch of the books being canon. So let's mm-hmm. see you put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause when does that take place again, Carlos? That's what five years after episode three, after order 66, Something like that, because he's Something he's like doing like the salvage stuff is where it starts, right? Where they're salvaging right. all the clone um, armaments and they're being appropriated to be star or stormtrooper stuff. So, right, right, yeah. So, so he's he's definitely around, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. I'm cool. I'm equally excited for this one. I the the real as we can call it, it, it got me pumped. <laughs> And the, everything that you guys said, the, from the Inquisitor right through to Vader's presence, that's what's really got me excited is that he's more than a cameo. He's more than we're going to put yeah. Vader in one episode for a few minutes. They're going to have an exchange, and the next time they see each other is in A New Hope. Uh, I think they're going to do a little bit of retconning because just as we were talking out loud there, Troy, I was thinking you know, that line about I haven't seen him since. You know, We all made that leap. It was since the battle in Mustafar. Now they're going to insert something into the middle here. And they've done that in the books and all that, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be cool to see where they go with this show. And hopefully maybe this week, probably not. But sometime in the future, we're going to see a trailer for this. <laughs> maybe at a, a celebration. When's celebration? It's not till May. Oh, wow. End of okay. May next year. And when does the show so, come out? Have they said? Probably November, right? I next think November? it's, I don't I know where they, they put it or where they're going to put it. Because I think they'll have Andor and Obi Wan in 2022, right? And so yeah. they've got to have one, I would say, spring and then one fall, late fall, would be my guess. So maybe in spring? Don't know. Hmm. Don't know. I don't know if there's a confirmed date. Because that's another thing that they didn't do a lot of was confirming dates for things. But <laughs> and it, while we're on Star Wars on Disney Plus, that was it's kind of weird that they didn't just hold off on the Boba Fett trailer to yeah insert it in the day yeah. 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 Sometimes promo. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and because I only say it half cheekily, but honestly, like the flashiest thing that was put out on the day was the boys trailer that they did mm-hmm. that was a takeoff on Disney Plus. Yeah. Like, yeah. And because even the trailer that we're going to talk about here in a few minutes from the MCU wasn't, it was more of like a summary for the most part and then a brief look into the future for what, what's happening. Um, and a bunch of title cards. But let's get into it. Let's get into the MCU here. So like I mentioned before, there's 12 properties that was touched on 
inside of the Disney Plus MCU universe, which of course is connected to the wider universe. And that doesn't include all the stuff we've seen this year in Hawkeye that we're going to see, what is it, next week? That we're going to see that, I believe. The 24th, next Wednesday, we're going to get the first episode, first two episodes of Hawkeye. So we're going to be running straight into that. But let's break these down by kind of grouping. We're going to start with the, the new live action confirmed stuff. So Echo was one. I think it was rumored, but never really confirmed. This is a character that we're going to see in the Hawkeye show. And she's going to get her own story or own show here and also a a something that was rumored before for the past few weeks uh, agatha house of harkness show so a show focused around agatha harkness who we saw prominently featured in wandavision so carlos let me let me hear your thoughts on these new live action confirmations and we just got title cards as they usually do with these confirmations but um thoughts on this well, the thing that gets me excited for Echo is like she's a Daredevil character, so it shows that they have some kind of plan mm-hmm. for for Daredevil. And if they're not going to introduce her in in a Daredevil property, and she's so like she's well, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but like she's very fundamentally tied to both Wilson Fisk and Matt Murdock. So yeah, that's cool. So I'm looking forward to that show. Mm-hmm. And they had mentioned too with that show that the rumor that it was attached to that before that it was going to be the pathway in for the Netflix characters in a more substantial way, like Wilson Fisk and uh, potentially Charlie Cox in a more substantial way. Uh, Foggy, maybe. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Well, yeah, they got to bring that. Like, out of all those castings on that Netflix show, like, he was actually one of the best ones. So, mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully they bring bring them all over type of thing and then it's just kind of a soft reboot where that stuff all exists. And if you want it, you go find it on Netflix, but um, echo can be its own thing to build it up on. And yeah, you kind of do it in reverse, right? Where you have her as your main focus character and all Mm -hmm. these other guys that pop up in those roles as villains or supporting cast would just be the, the daredevil crew. So yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. What about you guys, Troy? What about this uh, House of Harkness? Does does Agatha need her oh, own show? Man. Oh, I got Agatha. I was hoping I'd get Echo. Shoot. Um. <laughs> you can talk about Echo too, man. I'm not saying you can't talk about it. Carlos just didn't talk about it, so it went to you. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is the burden that I am shouldered with, with you guys. <laughs> it's so funny. He just stares at me. It's got to go to the other. <laughs> You could have just left it off. Like clearly, we're we're, we're in like negative hype. I'll talk about it then. <laughs> she needs her own show. Damn it! Oh man, yeah, yeah. Timbo, help me out here. Hype, hype this up for me. Why should I be excited for Agatha? Look, Tell me. Tell I'm not. Me, I'm not asking you to be to be excited for <laughs> Agatha. I'm just a- asking you to be excited for the fact that we get more MCU content. I don't yes, know where this one's true. gonna go. To be honest with you. It, it feels like we're starting to reach a little bit here for, for content, and I don't know if this is a consequence of we need more content for Disney+, Plus or there's a, a good story here. My hope is is that Feige is maintaining this, this continuous thread of let's tell good stories, relevant stories. The execution varies sometimes. You can go back to a review of Eternals and hear a little bit about that, the execution, but... I just hope that this isn't getting to the point where we need so many shows 
that we're just going to throw everything at the wall, right? Because you look how much the MCU's expanded in storytelling. Like, four movies a year, six shows a year? Like, that's bananas. <laughs> and and I worry that that is the, like the, the KPI for Kevin Feige, the key performance ind- indicator that we need to have this many things. So, look... There's, there's not a lot of here, not a lot of substance. And does that character need a whole show? Probably not. But the one thing that does have me excited is more expansion to that magical world. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see what they do there with, uh, with Agatha. I really liked Agatha as well. Um, I'm interested to see what Catherine Hain, Hain can do, um, with this character. I don't know if she can support a whole show. Maybe it's only a handful of episodes. Who knows? But, uh, we shall move on. Troy, I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I'll lead with sure. you here. <laughs> Yeah, man, you enjoy it. You let us know how it is when we record that week. I'll do. I'll do a full. I'll do. Here's what we'll do. We'll do the reverse review where you guys don't watch it and you just sit there and ask me questions like I did for Dune and Venom. Yeah, I'll be like, yeah. I'm Sanjay. Yeah. I'm gonna go full Sunny. Oh man. So let let's talk about the animated stuff then, Troy. I know there's a few things yes. here that interest you. We've got a big reveal, I think. A very interesting reveal, but something that's not happening until 2023, and that's X-Men 97. So mm. presumably picking up from the threads of that original animated X-Men show and giving us another season of it in the same fashion they did with Clone Wars Season 7 this past year. We also got an announcement of what I'm assuming is an, a canonical MCU origin story for Spider-Man. Spider-Man freshman year coming from Marvel Studios, meant to be the Tom Holland Spider-Man, telling him, I guess in his freshman year of high school, before he meets Tony Stark, before Civil War, before all of this. Then we've also got season two of What If? We've got the announcement of Marvel Zombies, an original animated series, again picking up from some of those threads that are inside of What If? season one. So we've got four big two maybe big and two others when it comes to the animated series but where's uh where's where's your excitement level for x-men 97 and spider-man freshman year i know these are two properties that that are likely uh up there on your list huge absolutely huge i think marvel killed it right now with the animated stuff and i and i really enjoyed what if and i'm excited for season two but let's be real y'all x-men 97 coming back like i remember this was like such a long time rumor Disney Plus that we were going to get the revival of the X-Men cartoons and I know there's X-Men Evolution which was cool and I know there was Wolverine and the X-Men which was great but X-Men 92 that's where it's at like you have like Wolverine in his prime you got the the most boy scout possible Cyclops you could possibly have you have Storm holding it down yeah like you have the whole cast which was just phenomenal but it was the the stories that they adapted from not necessarily just the x-men comics but from like x-factor and and all those kinds of things too right and cable i think that's like a lot of time people were introduced to cable and bishop i know i was so for them to come back to this show it instantly had me go back on disney plus and start me watching awesome. like, i told carlos right away as like bruce man i gotta go back and watch <laughs> this because like this this is no joke and it's so good like especially like the political things they were tackling back then on fox kids get out of here it's it's amazing so that has all my money uh spider-man you already know what it is like that's that's my guy and and like prequels and spider-man that's all i need so the fact that we're going back <laughs> time and explaining his origin you know or at least his mcu origin i think that's gonna be really cool and i'm really excited and i think you know with him having like that homemade costume i think it's gonna be really cool to see animated but i also think it's gonna hit a lot of people that have been having the whole like 
non-standalone Spider-Man MCU proper, I think this is going to kind of bridge that gap for people that really be like, nice, this is like a Tom Holland Spider-Man on his mm-hmm. own before he met Tony, doing all these things at the age of like 15, 16, without the Avengers. So I think that's going to be really cool. And animated is great, especially if Tom Holland's lending his voice too. So that's cool. Um, the Marvel Zombies, you know what? I've never really been a big like Marvel Zombies person when it comes to the comics, but I loved the Marvel Zombies in What If. It's actually like one of my favorite things ever in the MCU. I loved it. So if we get like that storyline throughout that whole series, that would be cool. I doubt they will do that, but I loved having like T'Challa and Ant-Man, Spidey with the cape. I just thought it was such a cool different team that I would love to go back to that world, especially mm-hmm. when it ended with Thanos being zombied himself. So I really like what they're doing here. I think the animated stuff is just is just awesome. And, and what if, like I mentioned, I really actually liked what if quite a bit, yeah. more than most people, I think. But um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm there. For me, it was the highlight. It was the highlight of the whole thing. Besides the sizzle reel or the reel, um, <laughs> it, was, it was X-Men 97 and uh, Spider-Man freshman year, which is so fitting too. Like that title with the homecoming. Like I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carlos, you carrying over those, those same sentiments about the animated stuff? Oh, yeah. Like you guys already know where I'm at with the X-Men <laughs> 90s show. Like honestly, to this day, I can still quote – those episodes and tell you the frames animation i've watched them so many times and like literally making those vhs tapes cutting (laughs) all the the commercials out of them like that's how much i love that show so yeah i'm stoked to see what they do with it and i'm excited that it's uh scripts that they had kind of um not got to bring to life from back in the day so it's stories that they wanted to tell and some of the same creatives are involved with it. So it, it should be neat. Uh, the Spider-Man freshman year, like conceptually, I'm excited. I like the look of the title card and the little Peter Parker that we saw. But man, I'm cautiously op- I'm cautious with Disney doing Spider-Man animation. I <laughs> give it all a try and it always breaks my heart because it's always terrible. So I will give it a watch and hope for the best, but know that with the likes of like Ultimate Spider-Man and blah, 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 action figure commercial, like you you need the spectacular Spider-Man is the bar. That's where you got to reach. And you've got the story with doing a a prequel story with Peter early days to get there. So bring it, bring it. That's, that's the bar that you got to clear. And then, uh, yeah, like I, I didn't love, what if so what if season two and marvel zombies i could take or leave it it's not going to be an appointment watch for me but if they're short and if the buzz is good around them then yeah i'll check them out but Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm not going to be making sure i get to it kind of hour one like i did with this first season so yeah yeah look the animated stuff has never been my my sweet spot when it comes to really anything other than x-men 97 that or an x-men animated series was like in my wheelhouse with along with batman the animated series and so i was pretty excited to see this and i have that temptation like you troy to go back and start watching this because i haven't watched some of this stuff in 25 years or something like that right or however long it's been so it's been like decades since i've seen any of this and it's all there up on disney plus so might as well get back into this i've got till 2023 to to do that (laughs) so (laughs) It's a long, long ways out. Spider-Man freshman year, again, I'm not an animated guy. I've never watched any of the animated Spider-Man stuff, um, ex- with the exception, of course, of the animated show in the, the 90s era, whatever it was. But the fact that it's a, a canonical MCU prelude or prequel, 
I'm there for that. Just that in general has sold me on the concept of it. So that's what's going to get my butt in the seat. But again, it's got it's got to keep me there. You know, what if I struggled with a little bit getting into the concept, but once I got through it, I really liked it. I enjoyed it almost as much as you did, Troy. So I think it's cool they're coming back and maybe pulling through some narrative threads on that one. And we're going to see where the multiverse is at as well. Once What If Season 2 comes out, it could be a completely different landscape in the MCU. If this is even canon-adjacent stuff, right? Like, you can kind of say, yeah, this happened in the multiverse. And you can always just have that resting there. And Zombies, yeah, I like that episode. So I'm kind of like, yeah, sure, give me some more of that. Um, it's it's an easy, easy show to put up on Disney+, Plus, right? Um, to get it to view eyeball few eyeballs there and i'll just kind of streaming through this other stuff there was an i am groot an iron heart title card update and then secret invasion got a new title card nothing new there are no dates on any of those series we know they're all coming we did get nick fury with a beard which got me really excited <laughs> i don't know why but it just kind of means that they're actually filming secret invasion i am a little gutted still on this one that it's not going to be a full-scale film i really wanted a long-term secret invasion story this might be a one and done type thing where it's a season of it. They have some scroll stuff going on, but it doesn't seem like it's going to get that treatment of your bigger story, which is a little disappointing. I will say six episodes maybe isn't enough to do justice what that was. And the marketing could be so cool for that. Like the way they did in Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I think there's a, maybe a missed opportunity in this one, but we shall see. But let's get to some of this this teaser footage they did show. So they popped up on Disney Plus. You had to navigate your your way there and actually find this footage. But they had it was about 14 minutes long. It was a, a nice summary of what we've seen in the MCU so far on Disney Plus, going from WandaVision through Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, Hawkeye coming up here, and then a look to the future. So we got to see our first footage from Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Miss Marvel. Now, in the Moon Knight, we saw his suit pretty short here, but we saw his suit looks pretty intense. Oscar Isaac and his his new voice. I'm kind of digging the concept that we're, we're seeing here. And She-Hulk, we get Jennifer Walters. We get a look at her from the back. Not huge, not a huge Hulk. And we also see Mark Ruffalo's smart Hulk in this as well. And then Miss Marvel, as you had mentioned before, we get an insight into what that is going to be about her power set a little bit and some of the focal points around um, her family life. So Carlos, these three shows, these three short teasers, um, where's your highlights out of these ones? Oh man, like Moon Knight, like Moon Knight. That Mm. blew my mind. Like I love Moon Knight. I've read a lot of Moon Knight and I, I'm excited at the prospect that they're leaning into his multiple personalities and having an uh, an actor the caliber of Oscar Isaacs, like he's doing the English accent up front, and I think he's doing the the voice of what could be the Conchu voice as well, and that's part of the character as in that you don't know if Conchu is actually this moon god or if it's just part of his mm-hmm. um, mental health issues that he has and I, I love the look of the suit and kind of the aesthetic for the show so i think that's going to be cool and then that hulk trailer i i really dug what they're doing with tatiana maslani and i love the kind of nod at the old 70s show with the commercial and her dropping <laughs> yeah. the line and <laughs> ruffalo cool. wearing the the bill bixby type outfit and hair but man like look how they massacred my boy what the hell 
was that frick that is not smart hulk tim that is dad hulk <laughs> that's a freaking embarrassment man like we troy talks about the winter soldier effect that had the winter soldier effect for the mark ruffalo hulk right through the mcu because i looked back and i was like man this guy was never cool he was never as cool as edward norton's hulk like no no and it just it made it all worse i like i've tried to love that thing no that like, thing i like that with, with the <laughs> with the hoodie and the glass like man we don't swear on this show and i'm close so i'm gonna move to miss marvel and miss marvel like i kind of like the vibe of it being like a disney like a disney channel like kids show mm-hmm. with uh, leaning into her because fa- i think that's the perfect pov to yeah. get kids into this thing and um you know like she's in a weird spot as to how they're going to do her origin and introduce her powers. Cause I don't think they're going to play with the inhuman stuff and want to lean more on the Carol Danvers and Monica Rambo pieces that they're going to be mm-hmm. going with the Marvels. So yeah, I think it's a good way and probably a pretty um, accessible way to get into the new version of the character and let her be her own thing. So Moon Knight, spectacular. Miss Marvel, cool. Like Jennifer Walters. <laughs> that comparison that got chucked up the DM between the Harlem Hulk and, as you so perfectly put it, the Dad Hulk. <laughs> Man. was hilarious. No. Just no. <laughs> oh, All right. Before God. Carlos Hulk's out here on the show, <laughs> Troy, run down. Run down yeah. what you're thinking here about Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Miss Marvel from this uh, these teasers. Yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm 100 percent with uh, with Carlos here. You know, I've never been a Moon Knight guy. I've tried reading his features in the Avenger comics, and they they never quite worked for me. I thought the Oscar Isaac casting was kind of weird, and then when I saw the little teaser, everything worked. Everything worked, and I was like, I could see why they picked Oscar Isaac because I know he's a fantastic actor, but I just didn't quite see him fitting in the MCU to be honest. And then seeing what he's doing here in this small little bit, I'm like, I'm there. So, Moon Knight sealed for me. Uh, I've been really excited the most of all three of these. It's probably been the Miss Marvel, and it, it it looks great. I I'm down with like the, the new like the new power set as opposed to her actually being like elongated and like stretchy. Mm-hmm. She kind of has like that. I don't know what kind of like a green lantern thing going on really. Right. But making fists out of, I don't know, nothing, but I'm, I'm down with it. And you know, I guess they're not doing like the Terrigen mist thing. It doesn't look like they're doing it. I don't it, think right? so. so. No. So, I mean, that's okay with me. Cause I, I think at the end of the day, as long as they channel into Kamala and mm-hmm. like keep her 100 with like the comics and what they did in the Marvel's game. Cause that's the best thing coming out of that game. I'm all in. So she's cool. Miss Walters, though, man, I I, I really like uh, She-Hulk. And I got to say, this one wasn't really doing it for me. I think there's something you can really do special with her being like, you know, like the courtroom drama. I think that could be really cool. I just feel like the effects are like, there was that weird, did we see her at the end there? Like kind of transform, like walking out of the, I don't know where she was walking. Did you guys see that clip? Yeah, you kind of see her jump down and the three-quarter yeah. turn of her back. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. she's like green. She has, she's yeah, like but it's like her painted like... green, right? It's not like, like uh, are you talking the one where I, th- I thought that was I thought that's her like like the CGI. I thought the CGI wasn't finished, but I think it was meant to be her like in her Hulk form, wasn't it? We, we just didn't see her. Yeah, it's almost head. like her like her... FF type outfit type thing. Right? Yes, the white yes. and purple. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but she, but she was like hulked out, right? She just yeah. wasn't like huge. She wasn't but... hulked out. She was green. <laughs> that that yeah, that threw me. That threw me for sure. That, like, because right? I yeah. I can't tell, and, I, and that might be an early stage of it, right? But I can't tell. Okay. Like, are they just painting her like Tatiana Maslany? Like, is she Hulk as well? Like, are they gonna buff her up? I think that was CG. Like, she's not that big a lady. Like, even when you look at her, she's tall. Yeah. Well, yeah, because when you look CGI, at her in that cube yeah. thing with Hulk, I thought it was a little child. <laughs> yeah, so I think she she'll be a CG Hulk, just not massive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she'll be. Yeah, and it kind of it kind of worries me because I like 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 She Hulk's always been like she's permanently She Hulk. Mm-hmm. Like there is no in between, right? And for you to do a series, I would imagine that like, you should commit to that body type, like like that that character of like. She Hulk, whether she's like massive or tall or whatever, but you should commit to her being green. Like you should commit to her looking like She Hulk, right? And so I don't know, man. The CGI just didn't look right there for me. The CGI has not looked right for me with a Hulk since the Edward Norton Hulk, man. Like honestly, that was like that was the coolest looking Hulk. I did like him in Ragnarok. But that's a that's a pretty cool Hulk. But I feel like this whole what would you call him, Dad Hulk? Yeah. <laughs> the Dad Hulk. That's that's brilliant. I uh, I'm not I'm not on board with it. That's. The Dad Hulk and the uh, the Endgame Hulk there is just I don't know what's going on. Then when we saw him at the end of Shang, wait, can we talk about that? I guess I it's guess on we Disney Plus. We can so, talk about it. It's, it's on Disney spoilers, Plus, right? But, but yeah. you, spoilers, right? But you see him at the end of um of a uh, Shang Chi there. So that's kind of uh, brings up another question, right? Because he's Bruce there, mm-hmm. but then here we see him back as uh as Hulk. And so, his arm is his know. arm is fine in this too, right? His arm is fine, right? Yeah. So it might so, be pre Endgame. I don't know. Oh shoot! The Shang Chi okay. credit scene, or the no, Chiyo like show. the the show in the show, like his right arm that he snaps with, because it goes all small and funny, right? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's like hanging fine in this one, right? And so, so it might be pre. Is it pre End Game, pre Snap, or pre? Yeah, pre Snap. Well, but he's the Hulk, pre- right? So by rights, he should have advanced healing. So, but it wasn't in like when he was like putting Captain America into the multiverse. Uh, or still messed up. It was still it? messed up, and he's still in the sling. Yeah, but if She Hulk takes place like long enough after Shang Chi, like a couple months or whatever, he could be healed, right? Yeah, or or it, or it spans hard, more though, of like the show itself spans, like he's talking to her before Endgame and and all that. Because like, there's like a whole space of time where the Hulk is like he goes from Ragnarok to to Smart Hulk, doesn't he? Yeah. Like there's no yeah, in be- there's a lot of in between. There's five years of in between time, right? Where they go from yeah. him not being able to to get it up in, uh, <laughs> in Infinity War to Endgame. So you got to bring out the Harlem in him, man. Yeah. You that- <laughs> no, it's, Someday, a- it's accurate. No. It's accurate. You look at that Hulk in this show, and you're like, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That's yeah. why that went down like that at Hawkeye's farm. <laughs> There no it is. <laughs> oh, I, I I will I will put my two cents in here. I don't know which show I was most anticipating, but the one that caught well, there's two that caught my eye. Same as you guys, Miss Marvel and Moon Knight, but for different reasons. Moon Knight seems way more intense than I was anticipating. Like when you sit in there punching whatever, that felt like a daredevil Netflix mm. scene to me, mm-hmm. and I was yep. really digging that. I I thought the leap over across the moon was really cool. Oscar Isaac being this weird. Like embracing that multiple person, I thought that that's gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be interesting, and it's gonna be one of those shows that you're gonna have no idea what's going on, and so there's gonna be a lot of effort into 
watching consuming pieces of this and just watching oscar isaac deliver that performance in a way that's so captivating that you're just enthralled with the story because you have no idea what's going on and then miss marvel on the other end there i'm excited because i think this is the first show that i'm going to introduce my my oldest to from day one i think she's really going to dig the concept of like a young superhero girl getting powers and and you know the the aspect of family and what this is bringing into the marvel universe for the first time i think that's cool and so that's what excites me about that show most is not only we're getting miss marvel camilla khan we're getting maybe a pathway in for for my oldest to get introduced to mcu i haven't really shown her anything in the mcu really some spider-man stuff and you know a bit of cap and iron man stuff but nothing in a in a real substantial way so that excites me about that and she Hulk, i have the same reservations as you guys um the the smart hulk i i don't really that doesn't bother me too much but it was the the green she hulk that i was like whoa that's yeah there might be a reason we didn't get much of it like it might not be done and that's fair but i I, i'm i'm excited for i'm i'm intrigued by it i would say she hulk the title has me most intrigued on that one but the what we saw in these trailers from moon knight and miss marvel has me more excited about about those ones so yeah, it's going to be an interesting world that we're going to see in 2022. It looks like Miss Marvel was the only one that had a release date on it, and that's summer of 2022. Um, so I don't know where these other ones land. Uh, I think Miss Marvel is probably the furthest along in production, but I can't see them having that big of a space in MCU content on Disney Plus, basically from now until summer. So there's got to be something in between there. I'm not sure what I'm missing on here, but um let's see we'll, we'll we'll see here in a few months because they seem to have this every three months something drops so uh, my expectation would be in the in the winter at some point but that's uh that's it that's it for disney plus day for for stars of marvel so uh there's some content there and uh there's a little bit of discussion at the top which i actually quite enjoyed on the execution of it all but Guys, I think uh, I think we got to jump over to some plastic here. I'm getting a bit antsy looking at these figures I got beside me that I want to share with you guys on my my big hunt pickup today. So let's put a let's put a pin in Disney Plus and the MCU and Star Wars for today, and head over to our weeks in nerd. All right, boys, it's been two weeks since we've talked about plastic, and I'm curious. You know, we had the Eternals. There's lots of figures swinging from the pegs now at Toys R Us, at Walmart. It's, uh, I've seen a little bit more figures going on, but a lot of them are, are, are Eternals figures. That's because every country is just like, we don't want these. Turn them away yeah. at the border. So the, yeah. they're coming off the container and ending up in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, Carlos, man, what what do you get up to this past week? I know you've been uh, you've been playing a little something that's gotten me uh, quite intrigued over there. Yeah, man, I embrace that nerd room mantra: everything Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. So, like off the hop, my boy Troy, looking out for the fam, he uh, located and secured tech from the Bad Batch. My daughter loves the Bad Batch, and she's trying to secure Clone Force ninety nine. So, yeah, my man, he hits me up, and I. I had to check to see if I'd paid for the one that I had ordered or not yet. And so we kind of missed each other in the DM anyways and uh, goes out of his way to hide one for me. So we go to Walmart and it's like Indiana Jones and looking for the lost treasure, but it came through. That's amazing. Yeah. And and ironically, I got to shout it out that the protein powder was the, the 
the starting point was amazing. Amazing that it's just like I don't care if we find one in the toy section, we gotta find the one that Troy hid for us because the protein powder. Protein powder is the Genesis spot. So that was amazing. What are you missing from that? I wanna know what you guys are missing. Uh just crosshair in the in the like the Clone Wars crosshair mm-hmm. as opposed to the Imperial one. And uh, Echo got announced, so he's not out yet. And, okay. Uh, and Omega. 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 Oh, okay. She's coming. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, right. She she got her. Okay. When it's so cool. funny, because like, I actually like that character, but my daughter hates her. And I was like, but she's made for you. She's supposed to appeal to like the young girls and stuff. She's like, no, that is the worst Mega. character in all of Star Wars. <laughs> Why does she have an accent? Because Tomorrow Morrison did? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, 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 did you get Rex too? Rex, is he out yet? I, the, the Bad Batch Rex, no, I can't find him anywhere. Okay. Kyle is the only guy that I know that was able to land one anywhere. So I haven't. Oh, so he's actually out though. Yeah, and he got him quite a. He got him. We were driving. I was listening to their show, and we were going to Shang Chi. So that's how long ago he got his hands on it. No way. Yeah. Oh man. Because I'd like to get her that Rex too, because he's different. Like he's all dirty and he's got the poncho yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. And that's like yeah, he, he, that's her number two guy after Ahsoka. So gotta try and get that guy. But um, with Batman, I posted some pictures on the Nerd Room Instagram of the Oswald Cobblepot Penguin quarter yes. scale from NECA. And, like, this was something that, like, I get the email from our boy, and he's like, yeah, the Penguin is in. And I was like, I don't know that I ordered this. I don't know that I want it. And But I, I just went and picked it up, and it absolutely blew me away. Like, this thing has a level of detail and a paint application, and it, it blows Hot Toys away, but it's, like, a seventh of the price of, like, and I, I don't say that lightly, like, the the quality of the paint app and the head sculpt insane and then the the clothing on him is mm. amazing like he's got cloth pants and this massive overcoat with like fur on it and then like this gross penguin hair like it looks exactly like devito's hair in the movie but it's so gross like i don't like touching it cuz it's <laughs> like yeah it weirds me out and he came with like the fish and stuff and Oh. Yeah, but they engineered his accessories really well. Where there's just little choke points in the f- in the figure's like mouth and in his eye, so you can place the monocle if you want it in there, and you can place the the little cigarette cool. with the holder kind of thing. But if you have oh. it out, there's no hole; you can't see it kind of thing. So, yeah, that was cool. And then um, I got really lucky with uh, EB Games, just texting back and forth, and like the manager at the store we go to he knows that I'm big into the DC statue stuff. So he'll text me every once in a while to see what they should bring in. And he sends me a picture of some stuff. And, um, I end up asking him about the Spider-Man retro line venom figure that they had put out for like the Hascon or whatever. Oh yeah. 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 And he's yeah, like, Hasbro Pulsecon. Yeah. That yeah. box. Yeah. And he's like, I have one. And I, I was like, Oh, I have them on pre-order. And he's like, these were pre-orderable. And I was like, dude, can I have it? And he's like, yes, you can have ah, it. So, yeah, I was able to get my hands on that. Troy, the offer stands, man. If you need that one, you take it, man. It's yours. You're the, you're the Spidey guy. So, Oh, oh that's that, that's you first, man. You're, Eddie, that's your guy. That's your guy. <laughs> so, yeah, I was happy to lock that guy up. But then, like, the big time vampire of this week has been Jurassic World Evolution. 
yes. two. Like my my kid was home on the day it dropped, and like they're kind of doing the Instagram promo with the commercials, and she's like, "Are we getting this?" I was like, "I don't know," but she's kind of having a bad day, so I was like, "Ah, you know what? Like, sure, why don't we?" And I have not done anything since buying that game. Like this thing <laughs> is a time vampire, and I gotta give a shout out and send my apologies to our boy Chris Evans. Because I was posting some gameplay footage just for Tim, like on the little link on so the, good, so good <laughs> on the on the PS5, and uh, that got the wheels turned for him. And then I get a quasi angry DM from him saying, "Like, man, I stayed up till three o'clock in the morning tending to my dinosaurs and like <laughs> making sure they didn't rampage in my park." <laughs> so, Chris, I apologize for that, man. But I, like, the addiction with that game is real. I don't know what it is, but once you start going, it is impossible to put that stupid thing down. Like I went to sleep last night wondering if I had like enough, like if my herbivores were going to get all bent out of shape and start breaking fences. And yeah, the anxiety is real with that game. So if you're dipping in, do so with caution, folks. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> it satisfies so much Jurassic Park love for me, knowing that you're over there on Isla Nubar making fences. And do you have a T Rex? I do. I he has do. a T-Rex. Yeah. Say it again. <laughs> well, and it's hilarious because there's a point in the game, like if you're playing the chaos theory mode, where like that's a big deal. And they're like, are we doing this? Yeah, we got to do this. This is the big. And you got to, I won't get into it because it, it's very complex. And I, I could get into the minutia of what you got to do to get a T-Rex and the anxiety that it induces. But uh, I do have a T-Rex. <laughs> and the I last thing it. I'll shout out is uh, I bought the... Uh, Rocky Ford director's cut, the Rocky mm. versus Drago. So it's almost the exact same length as Rocky Four, which is 90 minutes, but it actually has 45 minutes of new footage in it that has never been seen before. So Stallone had shot so much stuff that he's reworked it into essentially a brand new movie. And what? yeah, it, it, and it's completely different. It's it's very less Cold War focused and it's like got a really, really gritty emotional arc for Apollo and fleshes out his motivations. And like it's, it actually starts with a recap of Rocky 3 and like the steps that they took together uh, to mm. him getting the title back from Clubber. And then, yeah, like the robot thing is totally gone and it's, it's an entirely <laughs> different movie. Like, Drago actually has like a character arc and he's not just kind of the the Russian Terminator type of thing. And it's not Rocky trying to fight the Cold War by himself either. Like it, it's astounding at how different it is. I have Absolutely to check that out astounding. now. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's my favorite Rocky film. Yeah. And it might not be for everybody, to be honest with you, because it is fundamentally different. Than crazy the regular I didn't even know that before. existed yeah so yeah that's why I thought I'd throw it out there but he's pretty proud of it and it's well worth the watch and it's interesting and he's pretty candid about like why Rocky 4 that he put out is what it is and why mm -hmm. he was compelled to do this one so um it definitely makes Creed a better movie too not that it wasn't phenomenal to begin with but if the uh, the kind of superhero-y vibe of Rocky four is missing for you. If you kind of look through it at that lens, it's, it's even better. The, the new version of it type of thing, but 
I can't even say one is better than the other because they're completely different. Just wow. completely di- like think theatrical Justice League and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Okay. Like so in two that different case, movies. <laughs> one is way better than the other, but like two different movies and both mm-hmm. have their merits kind of thing, but you almost can't call them the same thing. It, it was it's cool. Cool. Uh. Wicked. Wicked. Well, Troy man, how about you? You uh yep. you get up to much the last two weeks? No, man, I was disappointed. I was disappointed. I was um I kept waiting to get that notification that my my season seven of Soko was coming in. It's meant to come in. And it's, it looks like got pushed till December, Ooh. and I've been going crazy for for like plastic. Like I'm like I need something. Like I just it's the, the streets have been dry. So I um I got a call a little while back from EB and like hey we got two pre-orders for you. We got we got Miles Morales in like his proper costume, Marvel Legend, and we got um oh and then we got this Spider-Man suit that we just talked about, uh, the Marvel Legend Spider-Man black like Doctor Strange suit, whatever it's called. No, I don't know what it's called yet, but. So I was like, cool, got to go there, pick those guys up. I have a quick look. I'm like, ah, yeah, these look great. That's the one. Head over to our boy, Marty, just to see like what's popping. And um, he has this sweet DC Direct Batman, DC Essential line that I've been wanting for so long, over a year. But the line got pulled, right? So um, the fact that Marty got a bunch of these guys in there, I'm talking like um, – it's like the deceased line too. They also have like the DC uh, deceased line where they're like zombified, but they also had like this Batman rebirth costume, all black, well black and gray. Picked him up instantly. Didn't didn't hesitate. Then um, I saw the the zombie hunter. They had the zombie hunter Spider Man there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I need this guy. So I, I picked him up. He looks great. Shout out to Carlos too for adding lines on this figure, doing Hasbro's work. Come on now, how are they gonna put lines in Spider Man? It's crazy. So um, I picked him up, and then um, they had Captain Carter there. I saw Captain Carter, and uh, she's one of my favorites from that show, that series. So I picked her up. So I got I got a bunch of Marvel Legends, a DC figure, and then um, my PO from EB has been slacking because I was even though I just said I got a, a pre order from them, so it's all good. But um, <laughs> I'm waiting on a uh, a black suit Spider Man three three quarter line like I, I think i ordered two of them just in case bruce wanted one here. Oh, those retro ones and uh, the retro ones because i'm in i'm in love with those things and uh i haven't heard anything and then and then and then carlos over here goes to amazon same day delivery and just gets it just like that <laughs> so it's like yeah okay i need i need to get on this so i i, I did i did the amazon game found silver surfer online found the black suit spider-man and the silver surfer looks so cool yeah. like i just want to like make like a board game like a big board game and just have these little three three quarters on there and have like 30 people over <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing you know but i just i just there's just such a cool look to these three three quarters yeah, that they need awesome. to be like moved around so um yeah so i got some more i guess marvel legends but three three quarter retros and uh and that's been it man um yeah i don't think I, oh I, I picked up comics too i did get next batman I'm all caught up. I haven't read them all, but I'm all caught up with like the issues that I need. And I also picked up Batman 89 issue three. Mm. So there, I got some Batman reading to do. That's some good reading. So man. I, I can't wait for it, man. Yeah, man. And the covers, the covers are so good for that next Batman. Like, Oh, it's, it's, it's so good. So, um, and I, and the strong recommendation too, I heard is that uh battle world, right? Is it battle world or other world? That Superman one. Oh yeah. The yeah. battle planet or, War World. It's the War World storyline that yeah. um, Philip Kennedy Johnson's doing in action comics. So it's cool. Right. Well, they've done what I hope they do with kind of Bruce and Jace, but 
the Superman comic is John Kent on Earth doing his thing, mm-hmm. and then Action Comics is Clark on War World. But uh, both uh, both books are spectacular. Like the War World thing, it is mm. Superman, but just stripped down and really raw and trying to be who he is. And the the John Kent Tom Taylor superman book it like it speaks for itself the guys on cnn talking about it it's made that much of an impact <laughs> yeah. so that's yeah. awesome well because because i remember when um the future state came out and we had like the preview basically of war world with superman and what stood out to me the most was like i'm a sucker for like a conan a he-man kind of look but it reminded me of um of uh 2015 uh secret secret war 2015 mm-hmm. tim will remember this because they had like the battle world yeah. and they had like all these different issues but they had captain america on planet hulk fighting yeah. to rescue bucky and the look that captain america had so was cool. so cool and very reminiscent of the superman book so that book alone made me be like interested in the superman book and it's just such a cool take on on cap so a little side tangent, but that's definitely something I need to pick up is that is that War World book. Yeah, so, it's well written. Good looking out. Well written, man. Yeah. So yeah. Both yeah. those soups books crushing it. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Well cool. Timbo. Timbo, what do you got, man? Guys, I'm I'm out here doing uh plastic gods work, you know. <laughs> we did some figures swinging from some pegs here, and I felt obligated. I was up at Marty's up at our local here and i said you know what marty i'm gonna take a bullet i'm gonna take a grenade here i'm in the trenches i'm gonna buy an icarus off you so i got i got myself an icarus he gave it to me for for wholesale <laughs> he said just get this out of here he by said, any means necessary he said any of the other figures you want i'll sell them to you wholesale so i'm like oh sweet so he's telling me this on my way out I'm like okay yeah i'll come back in a little bit and then uh and then i do a little bit of kijiji hunting today today on tuesday that would have been my weekend nerd guys if it weren't for today and uh, i get on there and i see some more eternals figures and uh, it's from a guy i've bought figures off of before and i don't know where he gets them but he's always got them for the cheap and they're always open um so i picked myself up uh, a cersei's so i got her here i picked myself up uh carlos's favorite uh, kingo We've got him. He's in the nerd room here. Nice. I've also got uh, Ajax, the exclusive Walmart figure as well. So I've got four Eternals now in my house. So slowly chipping away at this Eternals. And I'll talk about the price here in a second. And then I make this deal with these guys for these Eternals figures. And, you know, I'm hopping in the car. He says, I also got this guy. Um, and I'm looking at him like, oh, shoot, man, that, that looks pretty cool. So I'm going to show the guys here. They haven't seen this yet. So I now own, and this is very appropriate for this episode. Maybe, maybe. I don't know if we're going to see this guy. But I now own a full. Whoa! The oh, Vulture. You got him. The Vulture. Yeah, from, is that the remake? That is the remake. So nice. I got a smoking deal on this. So this is the deluxe set now. It's the Vulture from uh, Homecoming. It's more screen accurate. But it comes with the giant wings. Like it's got a, these wings are huge. Like there's like a two foot wingspan. Troy, you have the original build a build a figure version of this, correct? Yes, sir. And I compared. I have the original Vulture figure. Quite a bit of difference actually. The legs are are a bit yeah. different. The head is a completely new head on this. They've lightened up the jacket and the pants to be a bit more screen accurate. Uh, the I don't know. Does the original Vulture have like these arm control things too? No, yeah. he never came with those. So he's got no. like these are no. these all pop off. But like the essentially his arm controls for uh, for that, and so this is a great figure, and I couldn't turn down the price. And then I'm literally pulling out of the driveway, 
And he sends me another image. He's like, do you want this guy? And I was like, man, I can't say no at this price. So I've got the... Uh, <laughs> the sorter. Oh. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> so let me tell you. All those figures I just mentioned, I got for, on average, below $30 each. Nice. So like I'm talking about the $80 sorter and the $65 vulture, on average, for less than $30. So, that guy wanted to get rid of the Eternals bad. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. No, he did, man. He wanted, but he had already sold. There's Athena there, and he had already had sold it. I was like, damn, that was one of the ones I actually because I wanted to get the exclusive off. But yeah, I got this giant Surter now. This thing's like a foot tall. I've got this like humongous Vulture and a good chunk of the, not quite, almost half the Eternals. And even the ones he sold me, he gave me the build a figure pieces too for Gilgamesh. <laughs> so. Oh, really? That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool, man. That's hell of a deal. Good for you. And so I made uh I made out pretty good in the plastic. It was one of those one of those hunts you go pick up from Kijiji. Everything goes off smoothly. The exchange is nice. I got in the car, I drove away, and I was just let out like wow. Like I was so happy because this vulture and the surter particularly are two figures I had just came to the the realization I'm not gonna buy these. I'm not gonna spend the money. That surger's never gonna go below $65 or whatever. And I got it for quite a bit less than that. And I just, I couldn't resist. Like it, like it's, I'm an MCU focus. I want them all someday. And, uh, this put a big dent in that. Cause I don't think with this vulture, I don't, I'm never going to go back and get those build a figure pieces. You know, if I want to display the original vulture, I'm just going to take these wings off and put them on him. Right. Um, and that's a concept of art vulture anyways. So man, it, it went from a nothing of two weeks, me pining over some Eternals figures on Instagram in, in Toys R Us after seeing Eternals and then looking through them again this weekend at Walmart to, to running up into Marty's and thinking, hey, I'll support the local a little bit and start to try to chip away at some of these Eternals figures to getting uh, a huge haul this week. So it was all Marvel's Legends focused. It uh, And I, I, I'm, I'm super thrilled with the deal and, and the amount of figs, man. That's like six new figs into the, into the house this this week <laughs> oh man that's a hell of a deal have you paid essentially 30 bucks for surter and the vulture that's insane yeah yeah that's on average if you average everything out uh, the eternals figures were essentially free is <laughs> for for what i paid for here so yeah yeah another another big fun week in plastic and guys look Look into the future here, like the MCU did, and like kind of Star Wars maybe did or didn't in Disney Plus Day. We've got an exciting couple months here in the Nerd Room. I sent a calendar to the guys this weekend showing all of the stuff. So essentially almost every episode through to the third week of January has an anchor segment to it. Whether it's a film review, a look back, a look forward. We like to do our year on reviews and cap our end uh, and look forwards into 2022. We've got Hawkeye coming up here. We've got No Way Home, of course, and Book of Boba Fett, and also Ghostbusters Afterlife. That movie drops this weekend. If we're all able to see it this weekend, we're going to be reviewing it here on the podcast next week, talking about Ghostbusters. And I got so excited about that that I filmed a video that's now up on our YouTube channel showing not only my Ghostbusters vintage collection, but also my TMNT vintage collection. So go over there, check out that video, get amped up for 
Ghostbusters. I have a small little project going on in the background that both Troy and Carl is going to get quite the kick out of here for some potential bonus Ghostbusters content next week as we celebrate the the week of Ghostbusters Afterlife and the follow up in that in the podcast world. So, guys, there's so much to to look forward to. There's so much going on. We're going to be covering it all here in the Nerd Room. So come back every single Thursday for your fill of nerd and also head over to our youtube channel ian is going to be pulling some videos up there and he's going to be periodically jumping in here in the podcast you heard him last week for the first time on our eternals review so make sure you go check that out and uh, get your fill of eternals and our thoughts on that film as well so with all that being said if you'd like to be a bigger part of this episode you can always email us at nerdm at gmail.com you can find everything we do over the nerdroom.net the hunt is real and it's over on instagram so head over there you can see some of these pickups from this past week and youtube like i said you can subscribe to us there it gives a thumbs up on some of those episodes that are dropping or those videos that are dropping collecting gaming whatever it is you like toys it's going to be over there so now with all that and i guess if you want to find us we're on twitter hashtag we nerd all that kind of neat stuff it's at the end of the episode but now with all that promo <laughs> done it's time to say goodbye so for the nerd room i'm tim i'm troy and i'm batman and we'll talk to you guys next week. And thank you so much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from the Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.